The Nemeth Narratives is a collection of stories infused with delightful and insightful thoughts, punctuated with side trips to the fear and anxiety that often challenges many of us in moving forward towards our goals, our dreams, our successes. This is a collection of stories narrated by the authors that take us through their personal journeys intermingled with the roller coaster ride of emotions. For some, it's the first time they've shared, and it started with one thought everyone has a story. Our collection of stories began as the participants coast their creativity out over plates of comforting Filipino food. Through the sounds of joyful sharing, Alicia, that's me, Emma and Benito explained the concept of using community-friendly platform, a podcast, so that this group of younger generation artists and creatives in San Diego could share their journeys of hope. It was not an easy process. It took several months of self-exploration and intuitive storytelling by each of our subjects before they each settled on a topic and allowed themselves to hear their own voice and share them with us, the audience. The culmination of self and group growth led us to our first collaboration, The Nemeth Narratives. We thank and honor our storytellers for allowing us to accompany them on their journey. And the following artists are Adrian Pangilinan, Elixis Julio, Isabel Adamos, Jessica Mercado, Kayla Gelang, Marian Aguas, Marisa Rojas, Martha Gators, Pauline Scully, Seth Dasho, and Trixie Aguiao. The Nemeth Narratives is funded by the Alexander and Eva Nemeth Foundation and done in partnership with the San Diego Filipino Cinema, a San Diego-based nonprofit. The project is led by the wonderful Alicia De Leon Torres, a creative writer and the deputy director of the Nemeth Foundation, Emma Francisco Bautista, an award-winning independent film producer, and me, Benita Bautista, an independent film director. Hi, I'm Seth Dacio, the writer, director, and co-producer of my upcoming film, Senseless. I'm a Filipino-American filmmaker who started as a background actor at a young age on well-known TV shows such as Lied to Me and The Cleaners. Over the years, I moved away from the acting aspect of filmmaking and moved towards creating films. I now attend Biola University studying film and have been working in industry film projects both on set and in the post-process throughout the years. The story of Senseless is inspired by a true story that happened to me during the COVID pandemic. Cedric, our main character, a 19-year-old young man, long spontaneously collapses, known as spontaneous pneumothorax. We see him physically and mentally struggle throughout his physical healing process and his mental perspective of the situation, all while being isolated for hours on end during a global pandemic. I'm excited to share with you an excerpt of the script that was written by me and co-written by Aaron Valesco. We will be reading scenes 1 through 12. The reading of the script will be narrated by a co-writer, Aaron Valesco. Our main cast for the film will be reading their lines in this reading as well. Reading Cedric will be Louise Connett. Reading Cynthia, the mom, will be Noreen Laney. Reading John, the dad, will be Randy Torres. And reading Faye, the sister, will be Shekinah Astria. Senseless. Written by Seth Dacio and Aaron Blesco. Fade in. 
Time period, July 2020, the height of the pandemic. Exterior house, driveway, day. The sun sets high in the blue sky surrounded by straight clouds. The trees waver softly in the wind. Suburban houses sit next to each other, distinguished only by slight color changes. It's one of those days. The sound of a basketball going through a net is heard. Boom! <laughs> the voice belongs to Cedric, 19, male, female, Filipino. Some frame wears casual athletic clothing. Sweat is dripping from his head. He breathes through his mouth. He wipes his head. A rosary bracelet is on his wrist. Remember this. A wide grin is plastered across his face. He shoots on a basketball hoop set up in a driveway. In front of him is his younger sister, Faye, 18, Filipina girl, who wears the same high school athletic gear. You really think you would stop me? Faye ignores him. They look at each other and smile. Cedric chuckles, beat. He takes a deep breath and dribbles toward them. He does a quick crossover. He gets past Faye. However, she holds her hands up high, ready to block his shot. Cedric sticks his tongue out like Michael Jordan. He jumps up for a layup and shoots a reverse layup and makes it. Woo! That was a lock! They don't hate the player, hate the game! He laughs. Faye stomps off into the house. Cedric lingers for a moment, looking up at the sky. He jolts up and runs inside. Interior house, living room, day. Cedric's family photos hang neatly across the wall. Below are pictures of Cedric holding up awards. You hear a loud sigh of relief. Across the room, you see Cedric and Faye sitting in front of a rotating fan. Both of them follow the direction it blows in with their face, each taking their turn. Sweat still lingers on Cedric's forehead. He smiles regardless and allows the fan to do its work. Hoy. Faye turns her head to angle on Cynthia. She peeks her head out from the kitchen. Cynthia, late 40s, female, Filipina, the mother of Cedric, Janine, and Faye. She wears an apron over her pajamas. What are you doing? The food is ready. Cynthia checks her watch. Clean up and come to the table. Yes, mom. Faye goes to the kitchen. Cedric fixes the fan onto his face. Cynthia stares at him. Did you hear me? Beat. Cedric slightly turns his head without looking at her. Take a shower first. Go right now, then. John, late 40s, male, Filipino, dressed in basketball shorts and t-shirt, the father of Cedric and his siblings, and Cynthia's husband. I'm resting down, though. Take a shower now. All right. Cedric gets up. He passes by him. John rubs his head. Cedric drudges upstairs. Don't be on your phone in there. Interior bathroom moments later, on the wall is a Catholic cross. Cedric sits on the toilet with the towel wrapped around his waist. He scrolls through his phone. Knock, knock. Get off your phone. Cedric sighs. He gets off his phone. He goes to the shower. Interior bathroom, shower, day. Cedric goes to turn on the shower when the lights turn off. We sit in darkness for a, mo a moment. A rumble is heard. Cedric gulps. The lights turn back on. Cedric sighs in relief. He turns the shower on. He lets the water hit his face for a moment. He starts to wash his body. He looks straight into the shower head when he suddenly gasps for air. He looks down at his chest, struggling to breathe. He grabs the area where his heart is. His gaze bounces all around him. He pulls the shower curtain open. He exits. He struggles to put the towel around his waist. He takes a deep breath, then... Mom! He slams up against the door. He opens it and... Interior house, hallway, continue. Cedric falls onto the floor, struggling for air. Beat. You hear the shower still on. Dad! Scrambling footsteps are heard coming from downstairs. Exterior. House. Driveway. Day. An ambulance rushes onto the driveway. Interior house. Living room. Day. Cynthia guides several paramedics who wear masks into the living room to see. The living room has been cleared. Cedric lies on the floor, gasping. His family is all around him. Excuse me. You're going to have to clear out. 
Cedric's family backs up. Each of them look on in horror. Paramedic one leans down to Cedric. What's wrong? He squeezes his words out. It's hard to breathe. He grabs at his heart. Paramedic two brings out their reader. They attach it to Cedric. Paramedic two looks at the readings. Bottles are good. Heart rate is high though. And O2 levels is slightly lower than usual. Okay, Cedric, calm down. Everything looks okay. It's not. His breathing stagnates. It's sharp. The paramedics look at each other with confused looks. Exterior, house, day. Concerned neighbors observe from their houses. Cedric is carried out on a stretcher. Cynthia follows, purse in hand. Paramedic 2 opens the ambulance back door. They put Cedric into the ambulance. The paramedics enter. Cynthia attempts to enter the ambulance when paramedic 1 puts his hand up. Excuse me. Sorry, ma'am. COVID guidelines. That is my son. I'm sorry. I can't let you in. Cynthia clenches her jaw. She pulls her car keys out from her bag. She storms off. Exterior hospital day. People walk in and out of the hospital. Labeled atop the entrance door is a sign that says emergency room. The ambulance abruptly stops in front of it. The back doors fly open. Cedric is rushed out from the back. Same time. A car stops several feet away from the ambulance. Cynthia, John, and Faye all exit the car. Cedric's POV. He sees his family speedwalking towards him. His sister is crying. Cynthia is tearing up, and John can only stare helplessly as he is wheeled away. The stretcher enters the emergency room. His family is stopped at the door. You're going to be okay. The doors close. Back to scene. Interior emergency room continuous. He looks around. People are wearing masks and face shields. There is movement everywhere. He shifts his eyes toward the soulless ceiling lights. A shadow is cast over him. It's... Nurse one. She has a face mask in hand. She puts it on Cedric's face. Sorry, you have to wear this. Cedric's vision blurs into ER room day. His vision is still blurred when you have spontaneous neurotics or a lung collapse. Cedric suddenly regains the sharpness of his vision. Doctor One is in front of him. He holds up an x-ray. Cedric ignores him. He takes a glance at his environment. He is in a medium-sized room. There are nurses around him. Cedric looks down at his body. He is now in a hospital gown. But more importantly, his chest area is exposed. He looks at Doctor One. We're going to have to do bedside surgery and insert this chest tube. He picks up a small tube, half the size of a straw. That will leak the excess air in your lungs. What? Dr. One puts away the x-ray and chest tube down. Cedric's eyes widen as the doctor takes out a scalpel. Cedric's breathing speed increases. The doctor brings the blade right down to his chest. Cedric reaches down from the chasm of pain and screams with all his might. Before the blade touches his chest, we cut off screen. Interior hospital hallway, same time. Outside the room, you can still hear Cedric screaming. Beat. The ceiling lights suddenly flicker off. Beat. They turn back on. The screaming subsides.